have a collect call from an inmate at the Washington Correctional Center. To accept the call, press 5. There's nothing like waking up to the sound of clacking and buzzing as the doors crack in the morning after count clears. Waking up to the reality of life in prison. For some, it is just a stop along their journey, a milepost, an experience. For others, it is a revolving door, in and out, in and out, and that's their way of life, stuck in the cycle, pulling and eating away at them. And then for some, it becomes their destination as the hammer came down and that judge issued them a death sentence. The slow way, by way of life in prison. This is the life of a lifer by Taylor Conley. joined here with George Powell III, also known as Nicolo Revolution. Welcome. How are you doing today, man? I'm great. Thanks for asking. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to have you here. Man, it's been a long ride for you. As yeah. Candace had interviewed you last time, you were still incarcerated. Now, today... You're here with us, 11 years later, and you're out. What's it like, man? It's a whole new world. I know that. Um, yeah, it's just uh, the transition is one of the biggest events that's ever happened in my life. From going from from, from a controlled setting. To a setting of absolute freedom, um, it's a it's a major it's, it's major it's a major event to process. So I, I've only been out since Wednesday, and it's like I want to do everything right now and get it done, get all the eyes dotted, get all the T's crossed. But in reality, it's impossible to do it like that. You got to take things and stride and and accomplish one thing at a time. But other than that. I'm trying to maintain and trying to trying to make progress. Well, that's good. That's good because, from what I understand, you're still facing a new trial, and currently you're out, but you're out on bail. Is is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm out. I'm out, out on a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bail, reduced from half a million dollars. Wow, wow. So, yeah. what are your thoughts about? How the things going? Like, what are the next steps from here? Well, we're 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 of course me and my attorneys, me and my team. Dennis is Project of Texas, Mr. Michael Ware, uh, out of Fort Worth, Texas, and Mr. Walter Reed out of Waco, Texas, and other staff attorneys are we're building our defense, uh, and 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 to, to we're preparing for trial right now. So um, there's a lot of new evidence uh, that we that I didn't have the first time when they wrongfully convicted me. So 
uh, that's where we are right now. So you are actually innocent then of the charges that you face. I'm 100% actually innocent. I had nothing to do with the crimes that were committed, the robberies, there's five of them. I had nothing to do with any of them or the person that committed them. Before, during, or after. Only thing I'm, only way I'm involved is I'm the one being long, uh, falsely accused for it. Yes, sir. Wow, that just shows how fatally flawed this justice system is. And the fact that they it's not excuse me, excuse Taylor. on felonious evidence like that. Taylor, sorry to interrupt you. Starting to stop your momentum. Check this out. The system is not flawed. You want to know why it's not flawed? Because they, it's a, they make a profit from this organization. They have organized it like this. You know, it's no flaw. They don't want to fix it, the broken system. It's set up like this. That's what they need. That's, their, that's This is their industry. So the word, when people say that the system is flawed, it's absolutely not flawed. This, they're doing this on purpose. Okay. Well, that's an interesting point of view that you bring up. And, and I think that you're not wrong in saying that, that, the actual system, if it were to work the way that it was intended to work, you know, may work. But for one, they're not focused on actually rehabilitating people. And for two, they're focused on making sure that they get the convictions, which is exactly what happened in your case, it sounds like. And giving the person that they could to make sure that they got the conviction. Right, and doing everything they can to give the person convicted the biggest amount of time to do. In your situation, you got life without parole. Guess what that means for the state of Washington? They got a guaranteed check. And with your state ID identification number, they are automatically every year building up this account. Money's going into your account under your state ID number, okay? And when you terminate your sentence, all of that money becomes available to the state of Washington. You got it? Okay. Yeah, it makes sense, man. It makes sense. Having you heard having about said that, you heard about. Go ahead. You heard about the Uniform Commercial Code. Everything is based off the civil law. Criminal law is a branch off of it, and it's all for profits. Right. It goes deep, man. That's that's some deep stuff that you're getting into there. But, you know, the the fact of the matter is there's a lot of truth that rings out in those words. So, having said that, you know, I don't believe in accidents, man. I don't believe that things happen that aren't for a reason. And having said that, during this time, this last 11 years... I'd just like to know, and I think the people would like to know, a little bit about what have you learned during this time? What what has it done to you? How how have you changed or how have you not changed during that time? Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a beautiful question. It's a beautiful question, okay? 
I was removed from society. I was placed on a unit. And everything was taken from me. I started off with only a toothbrush, thin toothpaste, some shower shoes, and a mattress and the clothes they gave me. And I had nothing but time to reflect on who, who, who am I? Why is this happening to me? Okay? When I got locked up, I had five and a half years in the streets of selling my own music, writing my own music, recording it, meeting new other artists, and doing the same thing. But I was living beyond my means. I was making a lot of money, but I wasn't doing the right thing with the money. I was just living life on the, you know, on the lavish side, right? When I got locked up, all of that was taken away from me, so I felt like I needed to seek God. And when I saw God's face, God told me, in, his, in the way he tells us and talks to us, he said, you're going to do what I said with your gift and your talent. I'm going to save you from yourself, and I am going to help you fulfill your destiny, which your destiny is to define freedom, expose injustice, to change lives, and give hope to the hopeless. So uh, along the way, I got, I, I, got, I got discouraged because of my situation. I'm in prison. I got a 28-year aggravated sentence. I don't come up with parole for 14 years. My support system is almost nothing out there because... I was a selfish man, and I admit that, and I confess that, and I repented of that before I got locked up for this crime that I had nothing to do with. Okay, so I had to learn to become selfless, and I didn't have anybody to take care of me other than my dad. And he had been faithful. He was faithful the whole 11 years. He took care of me a little bit of money every single month. He wasn't going to give me what I wanted. He was going to give me what I needed. And that taught me about the path that I have to take. And on the path and the journey through the prison system, through this wrongful conviction, I learned that I have to overcome my grievances. I have to stop complaining. I have to embrace the struggle. I have to, I have to appreciate what I'm learning in this oppressed, through this oppressed situation, right? We don't like it when we go through these situations, but guess what? They are the biz, they are the best blessings in the world because when you're free from it, you have been educated. You have been taught by the most high. And now the caliber of your character and the caliber of your virtue and integrity and determination and everything is exponentially multiplied. So that's where I'm at with that right now. Wow. If that answers your question. That's a that's a deep answer, man. That's uh you know, really getting into the not only philosophical side of it, but as well the spiritual side of it, because you know, a lot of times when we don't have anything, what do we have? We have God that's with us, right? We have that spirit that's inside of us, and that's what carries us on when we have nothing, you know, because 
that never leaves us. It's always there. It's whether you embrace it or not. And when you embrace it, you really truly find who you are and what you're destined to do. You know, so I think that you were able to do that and you found that and were humbled by it and now you've seen the vision of your future and what you want to do. So that leads right into the next question that I want to ask you, man, is moving forward, what are your plans for the future? My plans are laid out in the songs that I've written. Okay. Like I said, I am being led by the Spirit. So, while I was incarcerated, I wrote the plan in my music. And until I would start recording my songs, I, I can't get into my purpose yet. You know, if you can understand what I'm saying, once I record that first song, that second song, that seventh song, that 25th song, once I have those songs recorded, that's when we move into the, that's when the movement becomes official. Kill me. Okay. Yeah. The birth of a revolution is, of course, the, the goal. We are going to spark a massive movement across this country that has not been seen since the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stood on this on this planet and spoke his words. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm talking about doing it way bigger than Martin Luther King did it because this is for the All Lives Matter movement. We the people. All Lives That's Matter. That's what this is about. All Lives That sounds monumental. Yeah. I got the song sounds written, like, All Lives Matter. Sounds like you're talking about something that's huge. Like, something that's to the proportions of, you know, people are going to throw some opposition against you. Against us. They against can't. everything. Because it involves them. It includes them. They can't oppose this vision. They can't. Just like, check this out. Who can oppose, the, who can oppose global warming? It's happening. You can say it's not happening, but it's happening. Our Earth is, our Earth is losing its thermostat because of our behavior. Got it? So they can't deny this vision that includes making life better for everybody at the same time. By take, we need to unify and take care of each other instead of being divided and stepping on everybody. We need that to divide. Like, that seems like a lot of the, the issue that everybody wants to do their own thing, you know? So how well, do you we're, we're enforce bringing people together, right? That's I think that's what, at the heart of the, the root of the matter here, is what needs to take place, is people coming together around the common purpose of making change, right? Do you notice how, you know how when a hurricane comes, everybody's all, all of a sudden put in the same situation. When a forest fire is just raging and starting to tear people, burn people's houses and take people's lives, Everybody's in the same situation, and they all can relate now. By force, they were thrown together to become one. Well, that's what's, that's what's going to happen with this country very soon. It's either we're going to take the initiative by choice, 
and come together to avoid the inevitable if we don't or we're going to be the inevitable is going to happen and we're going to be forced to come together that's a, that's a pretty good analogy man I, I like how you put that that uh that it's I, I couldn't have said it better myself I, I've got I got another question for you, man, about, I, I ask this to everybody that comes on here, and you having the inside perspective of freshly just coming from being incarcerated, I, I would really like to hear, you know, your thoughts. We, we talked a little bit about, you know, my sentence in particular, like life without parole, right? What, yeah. what do you think, what are your thoughts on life without parole sentences are just, you know, like extremely long Buck Rogers time sentences. How, how do you feel about it and what, what do you think about that? Okay. What, when it comes to sentences like life without parole, life, the death penalty, uh, that time when that equals up to more than 30 years, you know, I mean, that's just for an example, right? But when it comes to people that have huge, large sentences, the system gave it to them, okay? Okay, for their reason. They didn't do it to protect society. Because our cops are killing people in the community. Our cops are not protecting and serving. Our representatives are not. So, what needs to really happen in this instance is in every single state, yes, they all have parole boards. But what we need is a people board. People that want to reform the system, like you have innocent projects in the state now, right? To help free the wrongfully convicted that are actually innocent. Well, you have the individuals that have been sentenced to these large sentences. We need a board for these people. If you got life without parole, okay, for for for, for this monstrous crime that you're that a person's accused of doing, right? right. Well, guess what? A punishment was assessed. Person's got a life without parole. He knows he's never getting out. He's sitting in prison right now. There's no hope for him. He's 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 thrown away. He did something really messed up. Or maybe he didn't do it, but he's there. I don't believe in throwing people away. I believe that the person with that life without parole You've done 14 years, Taylor. Guess what? It's time for your sentence to be re-looked at. What have you accomplished? What do people say about you in the unit? See, the, the, you're living in the, on the unit where you're, you're around your peers. What do your peers say about Taylor? Okay? Right. The truth is, if a person has changed, then it's going to be demonstrated the universe is going to allow that person to be spoken good of, right? Because it's evidence. We need to form boards in every single state to resentence. Just because you got life without parole doesn't mean that you need to stay in prison for the rest of your life. I know that doesn't really make sense, but everything needs to be re-looked at because our government is corrupted and they didn't give you life without parole on a fair system, a system that's, that's, that's truth and justice at all. It's, it's unjust. But we need to relook at everything.
Because there's a lot of factors involved, a lot of unknowns. I think it makes perfect sense. I think it makes perfect sense what you said there, and uh, I couldn't agree with you more, to be honest with you, that there there ought to be a board of some sort. Like, take, for instance, in Washington State, they don't even have, we don't even have parole in Washington State, you know. So, like, there is no way for somebody to be able to get out. There's a clemency, but barely anybody ever gets that. So what are the real hope there? You know, and when you give somebody hope, it gives them more incentive to really do something because right now, all the people that, there, there are several lifers, like myself included, that have developed their own programs, but the programs just aren't available for people that are serving long sentences, right? There's there's nothing there that allows somebody to really, you know, make a change. However, Taylor, hopefully, I'm sorry. Having said, I'm sorry to say, yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off in this sentence because this needs to be said right here. Okay. Okay. This this is this is aligns up with what you're going to say. You you are you're accused of a certain crime, right? That you that you're convicted of, okay? Or you took a plea bargain for, or whatever. But I promise you, somebody with that same crime was sentenced, and they have a lot less time than you got. But it's the same exact scenario, same details, different names, different areas. Why do you got life without parole, and this person only got 10 years? Exactly. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You know, and that, and that happens all the time. You, you, hear, you hear all kinds of... I, I've ran into all kinds of people with that same type of thing that you just brought hey. up. That was something that you know. It's like we're speaking the same language here on on the you know <laughs> on the same page because you want to know why you want to know why that person got ten. You have sixty seconds remaining. You want to know why that person got ten years, Taylor? Because he snitched for the cops. He turned somebody in. He did something right. like that. Okay, his daddy was his daddy was connected. He had a good lawyer that was connected. It's bullshit. Excuse my language. It's going to change. Right. It's got to change. Something's got to give because the, the system just can't continue to expand or it's going to burst. I just, you have 30 my seconds my We're about out of time here, Nicolo, but uh, I would like to uh, uh, thank you and appreciate you coming on here again. And... Look forward to having you come on in the future, and, and I know there's a lot of good things in store, and I see us working together in the future. So, you know, I, thank you. I hope that everything goes well for you in your trial, and, and uh, we'll keep you in our prayers and our thoughts, man. And we'll be in thank touch. You. Keep on walking.